Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Chumbawamba. And today, we're starting in on a new album. It's a new album. It's a new month. It's February. Uh, what else is new? Um, it's, it's a new set of hell uh, <laughs> all over the country, all over the world. Whatever. We don't need to get into that. Um, this is this is the album Slap, and it's technically Chumbawamba's fourth album, uh, but we're skipping the English Rebel songs uh, until we get to the 2003 release, because, uh, let me check my notes here, we do whatever the fuck we want here in Chumbology, the no bullshit zone! No bullshit, no fucks given. Those are our two <laughs> rules, just like Fight Club. Yeah. Those are the two, yeah, exactly. Rule number one of Chumbology, no fucks given. Rule number two, no bullshit. Rule number three. Don't talk about Chumbology. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're doing really good at that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so today's song is track one off of the album Slap, and uh, you're going to be very proud of me, Teddy. I looked up the pronunciation on YouTube, and it is uh, German first name uh Ulrike I believe is the pronunciation Hell yeah I did not uh, look we... up the pronunciation so I would have butchered it the whole time and probably yeah, yeah. still Yeah that's okay will. because the next thing I was going to say is if we lapse into being shitty Americans who only speak one language about it and uh, start calling the song Ulrike Sorry, that's just what's going to happen, I think. <laughs> I took 3 years of German in high school so I'm allowed to butcher their language however the fuck I want. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I hope that the German people that uh, came and stayed with you as exchange <laughs> students listen to this podcast and then message you on Facebook or whatever and be like, Teddy, come on. What are you doing? They know. When when I introduced myself to them, they spoke pretty much perfect English, and the only phrase yeah. I pretty much had memorized was, uh, Guten Tag, meine Deutsche ist scheiße, which is, hello, my German is shitty, and <laughs> we spoke English pretty much the rest of the time that they were here. <laughs> Amazing. Shout out to shout out to Ben and Fred. Miss you. Talking about how we're dumb Americans who are probably going to pronounce the name of the song wrong. <laughs> so I feel like that's the perfect segue to start talking about the lyrics, don't you? Yeah. So the <laughs> lyrics are all about. God, I already forgot how you pronounced it. Eureka, Eureka. <laughs> I think it's better if we don't revisit the correct pronunciation <laughs> and just keep keep trying. <laughs> So uh, the song is named after uh, Ulrike Meinhof, um, who founded the Red Army Faction, which was a militant left uh, organization in West Germany, and it was considered to be a terrorist organization by the government at the time, even though they stood for anti-fascism and a bunch of things that, to the average person who, well, maybe not the average person, but to me, uh, sounds, sounds like a pretty good organization. Um, I, I yeah. did a little bit of digging into the backstory because the lyrics in this song, although they are good, they're they're very short. There's only really two main segments of lyrics. Um, mm -hmm. But so uh, the Red Army Faction, or the RAF, was active from 1970 to 1998. 
Um, and so it's their lifespan was kind of broken up into three different chapters. Uh, the first one ended when pretty much all of their main founding members uh, were murdered in prison or quote unquote committed suicide. They, they all pretty much got Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so they were held in this like maximum security prison that at the time was one of like the most secure spots in Germany. Um, so during the night, the precinct was illuminated by 54 spotlights and 23 neon bulbs. There were special forces on the roof, including snipers, 400 police officers, and uh, the protection or the federal office for the protection of the Constitution patrolled the building. They had mounted the police, police officers on a double shift, and uh, they had helicopters flying around the area to make sure that no one got out. And then all of the founding members, and on one night on May 9th, 1976. Uh, proposedly committed suicide, including um, Ulrich uh, Meinhof, who the song is named after. Um, her by hanging. Um, a few other ones uh, shot themselves. Um, one uh, was supposedly suicided herself by stabbing herself four times in the chest with a stolen knife. Uh, she survived oh, that and was God. pretty much like, this wasn't a suicide. How would someone commit suicide like that? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but to this day, like, the German government still says that it was just a mass suicide in prison and definitely not a government taking out some of uh, its more left-wing uh, members. Um, to be fair, not, not to defend the government or anything, but the RAF, uh, if I remember correctly... Uh, like, crashed a car into a, like, politician's, uh, like, limo when he was traveling somewhere and, like, killed a bunch of people, which is mm -hmm. fucked up, but, I mean, politicians, what can you do? <laughs> um, um, all of the events surrounding this uh, is referred to as German Autumn. Um, there are a few books and movies about it if you want to do some more in-depth research than just what a Chumbawamba podcast tells you in the segment <laughs> about the lyrics. Um, I was digging into it a little bit before, and it's some absolutely buckwild shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. Like, um, I don't really know much about this topic beyond um, what you just talked about, but it is kind of wild to think about how the German government was like, nah, this ain't it, about this, like, <laughs> anti-fascist group that started up it, basically in the wake of, like, uh, the fall of the Third Reich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like not, not immediately afterwards, but, like, within the same, uh, within the same century, like, the 1970s, you said. That's not that long after World War II ended and after the Nazi Germany was, like, fell. So it's kind of wild, like, oh, yeah, we're going to clean up Germany and, like, get rid of the, all of the fascism of our past and try to pay penance for it. Oh, hey, we're over here. We're an anti-fascist group. And the German government's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then well, you, right, you get I mean... suicided in your jail cell because of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Real, Jeez. Real sketchy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then so the last track on this album, which we'll probably talk about, probably not as in-depth, um, is an instrumental reprise of the first song. And that track is labeled Meinhof, which is a reference to uh, oh, yeah. her last name. Yeah. It's kind of funny how, you know, like you were saying, there, re there really aren't like very many lyrics to this song. There's like two verses. And... Um... Like, in those verses, there's a couple of repetitions of lines that, like, it doesn't say a lot in the, like, the lyrics, like, on their own, but when you consider them in the context of the fact that they're named after this revolutionary figure, um, it's, it, it, it adds a lot more context to, like, these kind of, like, more general-sounding lines. 
Yeah, once you, like, you can listen to it and be like, oh, I wonder what this is about, and then when you do, like, a little bit of digging, you're like, oh, that kind of lines up, like, the, uh, don't think I walked into banks to stand in the queue, don't think I pressed up to the plexiglass just to talk to you. Like, it's like, oh, that's definitely a reference to, like, a bank robbery, some crime that I did not do enough research into. But yeah. normally you can just be like, oh, that's that's a, a hip little line talking about, like, <laughs> maybe maybe flirting with the uh, the receptionist there, or bank teller, whatever they're yeah. called. <laughs> I want to fucking Chumbawamba, I want to hear their song about flirting with a bank teller. <laughs> Um, my my favorite lyrics in this are are the two that close out. It's pretty much just the chorus over and over again, but with different lyrics. But but the closing line of both of them is a, uh, "Don't wait for me to say I'm sorry. I won't. Who wants to be a green MP? I don't." It kind of continues this sort of like uh, unapologetic uh, leftist like uh, theme that they've started up with their first two albums, and uh, it's good to see that they're continuing it. Um, with this one, even though as we get deeper into it, this album feels like it is by a different band. Yeah, this really, this is probably the album that I've listened to the least out of Chumbawamba. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, not hard to get a hold of because the internet exists, but it's not on Spotify. It's not even on their private band camp. Um, so pretty much the only way to listen to it, unless you like buy a physical copy, I haven't checked if it's on iTunes. I assume it's not would be to stream it in full on YouTube. So when I was listening to this uh, this song, I pretty much was just listening to the album a few times over the past week yeah. or so, get myself ready for this. And it flows very well, probably better than the last two albums. Is It feels very concise as like a piece of work. Well, we'll talk about it more later yeah. on when we go over the whole album. But um, this song itself, despite only having like the two choruses, um, is like a, a solid six minutes and change, which yeah. is back back to starting off the, the albums with a, a long song that's a little alien, yeah. but I'm fucking into <laughs> it. Yeah, well, every song on this album is kind of long. Like, like you said, because they're not available like in a list, like on Bandcamp or Spotify or something. Like, I don't know like the exact track lengths of each one, but it feels like each one is like a pretty hefty song. Like, it's only um, what I think eight eight songs on this album, but the but it's much longer than uh, Never Mind the Ballots, which also had eight um, songs on it. So. Yeah, it feels like they take a little bit of a left turn on this one. And I can't even say, like, yeah, we skipped an album, right? We skipped the English Rebel songs. But I can't say that, like, we missed a step in the progression. Because the the original release of English Rebel songs was just an acapella album. And, like, the, <laughs> that would I that is not a step, like, from, no, yeah. from the punk <laughs> records into acapella into whatever you want to call this album. Um, yeah, it's not like, like we, we skipped, like, the transitional phase where they were, like, going from like right. kind of like the the folk punky kind of like chaotic almost like carnival-esque to yeah this which i i know it's kind of like contrived to say like oh this album sounds like blank but on acid but this really sounds like if someone listened to ska while on acid and then tried to recreate it or like if, <laughs> if you described what ska sounded like to a bunch of aliens and they had never yeah. heard of it. They, you were like, there's like upbeat horn parts and like upstrokes. And they were like, cool, we got this. You would end cool. up with slap. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Hope you like seven minute long songs. So, so Chumbawamba are aliens is what you're saying. I would not doubt it. 
this yeah. period, um, <laughs> beginning with Slap, I, I think is when they started getting bigger to the point where they have like had the promo shots out, which is yeah. where all like the infamous photos of them were. Um, the the one member has their head like shaved with like the fucking like cheetah print. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like print on that, and it's like oh. Yeah, really going for a look there. Yeah, the '90s were a wild time, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think like I think this this album starts to get, and we're getting in the music a little bit here. It starts to get more towards the kind of sound that they were doing throughout the '90s and early 2000s when they started to get bigger, especially yeah. once we got towards tub thumping, which tub thumping in is at, at times like like a full on dance record, right? And this this album, I feel like, is the first to start to incorporate some of those more dancey elements. It's not quite like the kind of like synthy electronica dance like area that they start to get to, but like this song um, feels like something that like instead of moshing, you're dancing. Like it, like I I put in our notes. I don't know if you saw it, but this one like this song in particular reminds me of the Clash. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of fucking like uh, what's the name of that song? Rudy can't fail or whatever. <laughs> I don't know because I'm, I'm a staunch anti-clashist. I know. <laughs> That's why I wrote in our notes. This song reminds me of the Clash. Sorry, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, with where we were talking a little bit about how this is kind of like setting the ground for like tub thumping, and then uh, what you see is what you get. Um, I feel like those definitely draw inspiration from this. Like, if you listen to this and then that, you'd be like, oh, they took a lot of this and put it in that. But I feel like those albums, at least Tub Thumping, what you see is what you get is an absolute fucking Buckwild album. But um, yeah, uh, it kind of draws a lot of the parts of this album and, like, this song specifically that make it really good and interesting, but kind of slap it on the more simple songwriting style and more poppy mm-hmm. and punky uh, parts that we saw in the first two. They slap it on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like, it's almost like this album is sort of a is sort of a preview of where they end up going. But it's a lot weirder yeah. <laughs> than where they end up going. It, it really, like, it doesn't make sense, as you said, in, like, their progression of albums. Like, it really feels like this should have come, like, after what you see is what you get. Like, yeah. That, 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 this they almost... would have, like, broken down completely into doing this. This comes completely out of the left field compared to the last two. Yeah, yeah. Which... I don't know. Is part of the charm of it? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm. We'll talk about it more as we get through the the full album. But I really like this album. I think it's like the right kind of like very strange. It's like the nice like left turn from where we've been with this band so far. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just it's weird. And this this first song, uh, uh, Ulrike, I think is the pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, this first song, I think, is a really good way to get it started because right from the beginning it's it's like it starts off with these different parts right like um it starts off with like just the plain vocal harmonies and then it moves into like this um like less punky more dancey with like almost like overtones of reggae (laughs) right um in that just automatically sets the tone of like just this is not 
the same album. Like, this is not just another punk album from Chumbawamba. And then they have that fucking sample from Elvis. Yeah. Midway through. Uh, and I'm just like, what? My favorite part of that is when... So it starts with just the Elvis sample and like the beat of this song, but then when the bass line of this song comes in on top of it, it's like these are just in completely different keys and do not go together, but they're just forcing them to like be <laughs> mashed up together anyway. And it sounds honestly kind of bad, but I also really like it because it's just like, okay, that's the kind of album they're making this time. The kind of like really fucking like weird, like strange album that this ends up being. <laughs> We've seen a bit of like the sampling that Chumbawamba was doing earlier. Yeah. They had samples from movies and uh, ads and things like that. But this album, they sample a few different songs throughout it. As you said, in this one, they do the, I can't help falling in love with you by Elvis. But um, it, as you, as we talked about before, it kind of sets the, the ground for, their their next albums. Uh, I believe the next one was is supposed to be. Uh, was it Jesus H Christ, which was like almost entirely sample based that yeah. they then redid as a shh. Um, yeah. So it it's weird to see all these different parts of things that will come later being kind of laid out in this very chaotic, almost sloppy, not too sloppy yeah but like as you said with like the sample in there where it's kind of off key and doesn't really fit but you're like all right fuck it like let's have an elvis sample in the middle of this six minute long song about a fucking german leftist like cool that's that's yeah thing you can right do, i guess i guess so yeah <laughs> it, it it's almost like it almost feels like this album ends up being like a necessary step towards Oh, uh, the sound that they end up getting on their later albums, at least like the ones throughout the nineties. And, uh, it's, it's, it's very, I think the word sloppy is a good one. This is the first of the three albums we've talked about that I'm like, by the time I finished listening to it, I'm like, I liked this, but I don't know if it was good. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like I like it because I like Chumbawamba a lot and I really like seeing the way that it fits in with, like, the rest of their discography. Um, you know, at, at each of our wrap-up episodes so far, we like to ask the question, is this a good first Chumbawamba album? And I can already tell you, dear listeners, <laughs> that this is not going to be a good first Chumbawamba album. It is if you like, like, experimental shit. If for some reason you're listening yeah. to this show, but, like, you really only listen to... I don't even know any of the big fucking experimental artists, but... If you're like like a noise person, maybe this is the one for you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. But like this first song really sets the tone. And honestly, I think... This song, this song, this song has its strange moments, like the Elvis, uh, like the Elvis moment, and like mashing up like the reggae beat with the with the like clean vocal harmonies. But it it is one of the more normal songs on the album, I think. So like yeah. I'm 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 excited to get into that <laughs> as we get to <laughs> Me those <too>. songs. <laughs> um, as as a side note, I think that we should make. Um, one of those like BuzzFeed quizzes where it's uh, what Chumbawamba album are you? And we'll ask yes. people a bunch of questions and then it'll determine what Chumbawamba album they should start listening to. And the the questions will all be rigged to make them listen to this one first. <laughs> just every question is just like, no, you chose yeah. wrong. The, the answer should have been I wanted to hear songs about 
uh, like political prisoners in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not really. Only sort of about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you hey hey, do you like dog bark samples? <laughs> Have I got the album for you? <laughs> do you really like that hundred gex song that samples a dog bark? Here you go. Here's here's <laughs> the originator. Just another example yeah. of Chumbawamba being the hundred gex of yeah the, the 1980s and 90s and. 2000s and 2010s <laughs> you can only hope then that 100 gex you know they've put out what two albums you can only hope now that their next album is going to be a bunch of acapella folk songs from the 13th century and then <laughs> so 100 gex's next album is called 100 gex versus the phantom menace but the phantom menace is spelled in like lead speak and it's a, an entirely remix and mashup album of their first album Oh, inter- okay. Okay. Hey, that kind of <laughs> so, fits. In. Listen, exactly. that kind of fits in with. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's their Jesus H Christ. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Oh my gosh. So at work, I, I've been working uh, like a project where I can listen to music, and I'm always like bopping my head because I got those tunes. But I've pretty much exclusively been listening to that Laura Less uh like. 2017 birthday uh like mix that she put out and it's just like like weird fucking songs with like like these absolutely terrifying synths and like trap beats over them and one of my coworkers was like what are you listening to i was like oh like weird pop music and she was like let me listen and like grabbed one of my earbuds and put it in right as it was the like chopped and screw screwed version of a beautiful girls by jason derulo and she was just like what the <laughs> fuck is this and i was like i don't even know how to explain this to you it's not like oh i listen to metal like i like metal or like oh i i mostly yeah. listen to punk it's like yeah i was listening to like a bass boosted chopped and screwed version of fucking beautiful girls by jason derulo made by someone <laughs> in fucking 2017 yeah it's it's hard to it's hard sometimes to um to know how to tell people like oh what kind of music do you listen to and the first thing that pops into your head is like a harsh noise artist or something or like or like a like laura lasser or honestly sometimes even chumbawamba like 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 I, someone asked me the other day, like, "Oh yeah, what kind of what kind of music do you like to listen to?" And immediately my head went to, "Well, I listen to a lot of Chumbawamba," <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, 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 I'm not going to say that because then I have to explain that I do a podcast about Chumbawamba, and it's just it's just not good. It's not a good look to <laughs> to in a social situation be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a podcaster." Like, <laughs> Yeah, I do a podcast. Yeah, that's something that I do in private. Yeah, honestly, like if if I can do this with one of those vocal transformers on my <laughs> voice that makes me sound like, you know, like like I'm in the witness protection program, like I do that instead. We should just start uh, introducing ourselves as each other, not that we ever introduce ourselves, but that way if anyone ever finds it they'll be like, "That sounds a lot like Teddy." But that person is saying that their name is Dan, so couldn't be them. So like. it can't be Teddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then our target our target audience has to be either people who know neither of us or uh well actually no, it only works if we it only works if we target demo people who don't know either of us. Because if if there's someone listening who knows either one of us, they'll be like, wait a minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust this thing wide open. And then we're going to have to pay them off, and uh, we're going to have to, you know, uh, throw money at the problem like uh, <laughs> Mayor Pete did to Iowa. Boom. Got him. I think <laughs> I think we should just uh, 
choose pen names, but after members of Chumbawamba. Um, I'm going to be Ted yeah. Burton No Bacon. <laughs> and you can be Doff Wiley. I'm going to be... I mean, or maybe I'll be uh, here. Here's my Dan Burt, no bacon um, variation. Uh, Dan Burt, no bake curran. <laughs> um, you could be Mavis Danlin. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, um, Dun Dun Dan Bruce. <laughs> I'm just gonna be Simon Common Knowledge Lanzon, who is on this album apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Or I can be the dog. I'll just be the dog that they credit on their first album. Uh, the dog is on this album, too, and his name is Derek. So, so fucking oh, that's right. know your place. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I did not mean to disrespect Derek Dog like that. That's okay. And you're right. He is on this album. He's probably dead by now, uh, so he can't hear you. Yeah, he's 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 going to he's gonna um, uh, do a curse on me from <laughs> dog hell. All dogs go to hell, you know? Yeah, that that is that is the name of that movie. <laughs> well, I'll get to that. You know, it'll be me versus uh, Derek Dog. But for now, maybe we should take a look at another uh, matchup in the docket. <laughs> is that docket Chumbawamba versus the people? It is Chumbawamba versus the people. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> All right, so Dan, while you were this out... week, I might do the I might do the Doug noises like the. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the the Skeeter like the. Doesn't he do like a beep? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I have a good idea for what I'm doing for my next one. So wait till next That's week. Sick. I can't wait. <laughs> um. So on today's edition of Chumbawamba versus the People. Um, Dan is normally the one that puts together at least like 70% of the notes for these episodes, but they were out gallivanting around town, having fun with their friends, while I sat yeah, at home fuck and me. studiously put together another round of uh, whatever we call this game, where I make Dan guess you, where the comments are you from. You slaved over a hot stove I did. putting together these questions. So Dan, I actually I put myself through fucking hell to put this together because originally I was like I'm going to be topical I'm going to choose comments from the Pete Buttigieg's memes, meme stash on Facebook which is oh, the most depraved God. spot I've ever been and it was absolutely unusable because all of those people type like they have a fucking terminal illness and I was not able to salvage anything funny off of it it's just depraved absolutely Ugh. disgusting human beings did you find anything worth reading? Like, like just out of context? Like I, I did not even save them. I did send really... Sean a photo. I, I was going to post it in our group chat, but I didn't want to spoil anything. But um, it was a photo of someone's nails, and on the fingers it said uh, Pete 2020, and then on the knuckles, or on their thumbnails, it said, like, vote Pete or something like that. Just, uh... yeah, some, some real, like... When your brain is melting and you want to support a candidate but don't actually have any fucking meaning in your life. Uh, I can't talk about Mayor Pete anymore. I just spent a half hour arguing with some dipshit about it. <laughs> That's fair. All right. All right. So I, I want to remind I want to remind our uh, our listeners that we've done two rounds of this of this little game so far, this little variant of Chumbawamba versus the people. And the score right now is um, Teddy has seven 
and I have five. So you are ahead by by two points. Yeah. Let me see if I can um let me see if I can pull pull something together for this one. So what what are the what are the categories so, for this edition? So this of is going to be a we we got ten. I figure that's a nice easy number so we can track your your progress. Um, and so half of the quotes are from uh, Chumbawamba, or about half of the quotes. I'm not going to give you the exact number. Um, are from the Chumbawamba videos for uh, the song and also for the album itself because there were not many comments on just this one. And the other half yeah. are from the YouTube video for Carlos Santana's seminal hit, Smooth, featuring Rob <laughs> Thomas of Matchbox 20. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so here is your first one. I will give you their all YouTube comments. So I will give you the YouTube user's name. And the uh, the line itself, I will not give you the date because a lot of the ones from Santana were very recent. And yeah. I feel like that would give it away. So okay. this one comes from Vermin Man 2007. <laughs> this song and me grinding skeletons in Darkshire are literally the same thing in my brain. Oh, that's got to be Chumbawamba. It's not. That was Smooth by Santana. God damn, okay. <laughs> that one threw me off because Darkshire sounds like some shit that is in the UK. All right, all right, all right. Number two, from Jay Carver. Raised Catholic, I have sinned by listening. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, shit, that's hard. That could be either of them. I'm going to go smooth. It is smooth. All right. <laughs> Just because that song's very lusty, you know? <laughs> This one is from G the Grim Reaper. Love. That's L, like 20 O's, 10 V's, and 10 E's. <laughs> First listen today, and I can't get the stuff out of my head. That's going to be Chumbawamba. You are correct. That was Chumbawamba. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Robert McDonald. Is anything that wound up? <laughs> One more time? Is anything that wound up? <laughs> Chumbawamba. That is also Chumbawamba. Congratulations. Hell yeah. That's some British shit right there. Is anything that wound up? <laughs> like... <laughs> so this one is from It's Drop. And it's, I remember when this came out, me and my mates were hotboxing his mom Vauxhall Corsa outside McDonald's. I miss those days. Um, and just to point out, <laughs> mates is spelled M8. I miss those days too, man. <laughs> um, let's let's go smooth on that one. That is also smooth. Hell yeah! All right, all right. Some good comments on smooth. Yeah, honestly, jeez. <laughs> all right, next up we have Blader XDXI. I'm getting nostalgic with this piece of art. Hmm. Chumbawamba. Unfortunately, that was smooth. <sighs> Dang. All right, all right. All right, next up, we have... Now, this is Real Music with Passion from <laughs> Crispy Potato. Oh, fuck, that could be either of them. <laughs> uh, Chumbawamba. Ooh, once again, that is Smooth by Santa. Damn it! <laughs> up next, we have Ishdu with We're Worden Den Open Ball Sturman Zu Salmon Coffin. Was that? It's in German, that and I German? butchered it. Okay, <laughs> That was German. Uh, what's a rough translation on that? Um, I can Google translate it. Hold on one second. 
We will storm the opera ball together. <laughs> okay, I'm going to trust my gut and say that that's Chumbawamba because it's German. That is Chumbawamba. Right. I chose this comment before I did more research into the song and realized that it kind of gave it away. Yeah, that's okay. I need I needed a gimme after two after yeah. two strikeouts. And so this one is from Protest Songs. Okay. <clears throat> Nobody denies people who are directly being threatened the use of violence to protect themselves. But when violence is deliberately used as a tool to take revenge or create change, it is always counterproductive. The violence used by the IRA or ETA took away all sympathy for their causes. <laughs> Same with the Bader-Meinhof group fighting against the power of capitalism. Terrorist attacks used by the Palestinians in the past against Israelis strongly delayed the increase of solidarity in the world for their cause. Abstaining from violence strongly increased it. Deliberate use of nonviolent action takes a lot. Now, see, I want this one to be smooth because that would be more wild, but it's got to be Chumbawamba. <laughs> it is Chumbawamba. Yeah. I just want to throw that one yeah. in there just because it was like an absolutely insane paragraph of text yeah. on a, a document. I, I really... So congratulations, Dan. You you scored seven on this round. All right. So that brings my... No, uh, six. I, okay, I scored six, and I missed, yes. uh, I missed four. So that brings four. my current score up to 11 hits and nine misses. Yeah. All right, all right. Not bad. Not bad. I've pulled ahead, but uh, next time <laughs> next time we do this, it'll it'll be you in the hot seat, and we'll see. We'll Ooh, see. I can't wait. You might have to pilfer from some live videos or something because I did stare at most of the comments on this, uh, <laughs> this, this album. You have no idea how much I wish that that last one was from Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping I could get you with it. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's Chumbawamba versus the people. Thank you. Um, so I got to ask, uh, as, as, as we talked about, it's kind of a wild song. Uh, the first wild track on a pretty wild album. And that's very different than the first two that we've discussed. So um, what are your final thoughts? I really like this song i really like this album so far i've only listened to it all the way through probably like five or six times um it's definitely weirder and more experimental than the first two but not to say i was getting stale of chumbawamba because how dare i but the the first two albums are fairly similar in the fact that they're both like pretty direct concept albums a lot of the songwriting is not the same but it, it they sound like albums released by the same band. Whereas if you had blindfolded me and played this and then played one of the other albums, I'd be like, those weren't even released in the same fucking like century. Like the, this shit sounds like it's from the future. And I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I think, I think that I really like this album and I'm really excited to dive into it. I really like this song. Um, even though they're very, they're very weird. Um, what I like about it is that it is, it indicates to me that this is more than just, like, one of those political punk bands that, like, burnt out quick and then the world forgot about, right? It is a, it is a, it is a landmark in their discography, even though it's one of their least known albums, I think. It's a landmark in their discography because it's, like, the first time that they, as, like, a full band with original material, started to, like, get wacky, you know? Yeah. Like you said, those first two albums, you play them back-to-back, you're like, yeah, like, they're different in some in some 
uh, key ways. But for the most part, it's like you hear and you're like, yeah, those first two albums like are by the same band. And then this one comes on, like unless you recognize the voices, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, you might think like, oh, the singer of Chumbawamba had a side project or something. I don't know. So uh, I dig it. It's it's going to be a weird album to get through, but I dig it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I also appreciate that this album isn't as like strict of a concept album. Yeah, it does stick to like a core theme, but the song, uh, like topics are a bit more diverse than on the first two, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. On the first two, you really do get an idea of what exactly Chumbawamba is trying to say, whereas this one, although the music I feel like flows a lot more. I was about to say a lot more better, which is not right. <laughs> I feel like the music on this one flows a lot smoother uh, by Santana featuring Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20. But um, the lyrical content is really diverse in the topics that they tackle and the songs that they write people about. And then the the little weird samples overall, um, really icing on the cake here. Yeah. Um, I also just want to give another shout out to All Music for giving this a favorable review. Oh, yeah. And also, for some reason, being, like, the only fucking music publication that bothered to, like, digitalize any of their reviews. Yeah, all music rules. It's, uh, I remember, I know we talked about this uh, the last time we talked about all music, but I remember looking at it, like, when I was first, like, when I was, like, 11, 12 years old and first getting into bands on my own and seeing, like, them linked in Windows Media Player or whatever and just reading the reviews (laughs) and being like, oh, hell yeah, like... Like, this is, like, this is, like, like people write about music. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm not, like, a huge fan of music reviews for the most part because I feel like a lot of times it can skew your perception of an album. Sure, yeah. If you read the review going into it or after you listen to it, if you took away something else, it can kind of be like, oh, maybe that wasn't what they were going for. And I feel like music can be personal to someone even if it, they aren't getting the intention out of it that like the songwriter put in, but with a band like Chumbawamba that is so politically aligned, it's nice to have some sort of guidance by people yeah. who are much smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, if you had to rate this song, what would you give it? I'm going to give this one a matchbox 18 out of 20. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think I'm going to give it in keeping with the spirit of like how kind of weird and unexpected the album is. I'm just going to give it a couple of web dings icons. <laughs> like let's do like the, the, the ambulance, the gift and the shield out of like the house and the beach, you know, <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. Why not? That, that very, that fits in with the fact that this sounds kind of like it was written by aliens who had never heard <laughs> yeah. ska music before. Alien Ska. <laughs> That's uh, Elio's new band. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to take you on down to the Leftism of the Week segment. Um, this one is kind of a follow-up to the one that Dan did two weeks ago, where they kind of just talked about how much uh, cars suck and how public transportation is a thing that should really be fucking free and should be invested in in this country. Um, So a few days after we recorded that, there was a national protest in uh, New York City about the subway fares. Um, It was set off by an arrest 
video that surfaced of the police arresting a 15-year-old in Brooklyn for hopping the fair. So on February 1st, um, I think it was February 1st, let me double check. Nope, on the 31st, there was a major protest in New York, both in the Grand Central Terminal and in whatever the fuck they call that new World Trade Center building. Uh, the Oculus. The Octagon? Yeah. Oculus. <laughs> so a bunch of protesters went. They hopped all the uh, fares. No one was paying for rides that day. A lot of people poured Gorilla Glue into the... Uh, like where you would swipe your card to make it so people physically could not swipe them. Uh, people broke down the fucking gates that hold up, or like the locks that hold the emergency exit so people could just walk through freely. And at the uh, the Oculus, is that what it's called? Yeah, the Oculus. Yeah. At the Oculus, they unfurled a giant banner that said, uh, fuck your 275. Hell yeah. Which is the current cost of a train uh, or subway fare in New York City. So uh, this did lead to, I believe it was uh, three arrests at Grand Central Station and 13 total uh, throughout the New York City subway protest. So just uh, we stand in solidarity with those people that are putting their, their personal freedoms on the line to protest a corrupt system and to make uh, travel more accessible for those who need it the most. Hell yeah. Yeah, I really liked... Um... In the uh, the same day that happened, the fucking, like, Policeman's Benevolent Association of New York City was, like, uh, posting about it on Twitter, like, posting photos <laughs> of the fucking, like, graffiti that said, fuck cops, fuck MTA, fuck your 275, all that. Um, and, like, oh, the, the police are keeping us safe from these vandals or whatever the fuck they, like, propaganda they were tweeting. And like, they were just getting eviscerated by all of the responses that were just yeah. like, fuck I'm you. I'm pretty sure their exact tweet was, like, is this the New York City that you want to live in? And pretty much everyone was like, yeah, this yeah. fucking rules. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you. Like, well, the- why would I not want to see that? Like, if every time I rode a train, there was a big sign that said, like, fuck the police, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. cool. Sick. <laughs> yeah, fine. Fine with me. That doesn't affect me at all. I'd rather see that than fucking propaganda, which is all you see on the fucking subways. Yeah, I'd rather see that than fucking, than fucking cops arresting, like, 15-year-old black kids who can't afford yeah. the swipe, you know? Like... Or, or ads for fucking Casper mattresses. Yeah, yeah, I get enough of those on my fucking podcast that I listen to. I don't yeah, need to see them I, on the train. I don't understand what, like, seven people run a marketing company where they're, like, the two most important target audiences are people that listen to podcasts and people who ride the subway. Especially since everyone, all the same fucking ads. everyone on the subway is already listening to a fucking podcast to begin with. Like, goddamn, stop. Just stop fucking capitalism. You know what? You know what, Teddy? You know what? Unpopular opinion. I don't like capitalism. <laughs> Hot take. I said Hot it. Hot take corner coming in here. <laughs> um, Yeah, I had a moment where I was on the train. I feel like I was going to your house and I was listening to a podcast and I heard an ad for... It wasn't Casper, but it was something similar and then saw an ad for it like on the train. I was like, I feel like I'm living in a, like a, a personal hell. Like, I, I understand through capitalism like if you have a podcast and you put ads on it that's fucking fine i don't give a shit i I don't think it's a bad thing but just like being so surrounded by advertisements for the same exact thing feels so fucking shitty and targeted and i fucking hate it yeah yeah so you know if you like to commute while listening to podcasts and uh are sick and tired of all the ads why not consider listening to chumbology on your commute (laughs) we don't have advertisements because we don't have a big enough audience (laughs) 
The only ad we have is remember to vote Bloomberg. Yeah. Bloomberg 2020. Bloomberg 2020. Uh, you thought the bit was dead. It's still here. <laughs> <laughs> <We're-> <laughs> Just uh, one last thing about these protests. Um, so there was a report that someone threw a hammer through the window of a Chipotle down in Fulton Street, and it sent glass flying into a woman who was eating her dinner. And that kind of sucks, but at the same time, as much as I love Chipotle, if you get a Chipotle, you deserve to get a hammer thrown through a window <laughs> at you. Like, it's just like you should be expected. Like, it's it comes with the territory. Yeah, every time I've been to Chipotle, I have, you know, I have kind of mentally prepared myself before going in to be like, okay, today's the day. Today's the day I get glass in my face <laughs> because I'm eating at Chipotle. <laughs> It's the same thing with Starbucks. Like, if you go to Starbucks, that's fine. I'm not here to shame you about how you enjoy your life under the fucking boot of capitalism. But if someone throws a fucking brick through the window of that uh, fucking Starbucks, that's fine. Did I say Subway before? I don't remember. I'm a little high. Nah, Subway, <laughs> Subway's fine. Subway is actually the only Subway's good fine. consumption under capitalism. That's true. Now that we got rid of Jared Fogle, yeah. they're, they're pure. Yeah, that was a victory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've got another unpopular opinion for you. Jared Fogle, probably not a good guy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was innocent, and then we were going to get canceled. Oh, God. No way. We're already going to get canceled for supporting Mike Bloomberg. I don't need to get canceled for supporting a fucking child molester, too. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. Um, listen to Chumbology. <laughs> we don't have ads. Instead, we just talk about Jared Fogle. <laughs> Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Subway. Thank you so much for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music you heard in this episode was the song Ulrike by Chumbawamba off of their album Slap. As usual, we do not own the rights to the song, but hey, no one's caught us yet, and I'm not telling if you're not telling. Don't be a fucking narc about it. If you like the show, please feel free to give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcasting apparatus you are using. And please feel free to leave us a review, a positive one, hopefully. But if you hate it, also, you know, feel free to use your uh, democratic voice to let people know how much the show blows. Uh, You can do that, and it'll help people find the show. Or if you have any other thoughts you want to share with us, you can send them to chumbologypod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at chumbologyrocks. You can also visit our website, chumbology.rocks. Thank you. Bye-bye.